Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. I am your host, Vincent Bradis, Assistant Athletics Director for Strategic Communications. And this week we've got defensive backs on the show. Uh, Davon Ferguson, cornerback, and uh, safety Chris Bacon. So I want to welcome you both to the show today. Hey, Vince. How you doing? Appreciate being on here. (laughs) Doing well, doing well. Um, I love having both of you guys on because... You're both unique. You both are graduate transfers that came to Bowling Green, uh, Dave on it a year ago, and Chris just this January. Um, so just to start off, uh, we'll go with Dave on because he's been here longer. What was it about Bowling Green that attracted you as far as this is the place you wanted to you know, finish your college career? Um, just the transparency with the coaches from talking back and forth and, you know, just the communication we had when they was recruiting me out of the transfer portal. And I just felt like they were very genuine people and, you know, Wanted to help me get to where I wanted to go, which is the NFL. That's great. And uh, what about what about you, Chris? Yeah, same like what Devon said. Like the coaches, um, it was very transparent. Was communicating. I also just wanted to get away from the city and like it's a real old, it's a real like mellow, down to earth place. So like you know, I just need to get away. Yeah, and for those that don't know, uh, Chris, you came from Georgia State, which is actually downtown Atlanta. I've actually been by the camp. I've been on the practice field there, Georgia State. Yeah. Um, and you're from Atlanta, so I, you know, I can understand trying to kind of get out of a, a metro area for a little bit. Yes, sir. Uh, Davon came from Kansas, uh, Baltimore, Maryland native. Uh, now, Davon, because you've gone through this process, uh, and there's are, are a lot of kind of grad transfers or transfers that have kind of come into the program at Bowling Green. Uh, did you play a part in Chris's recruiting at all? Like, how, how did that play out? I mean, you guys are playing uh, on the same side of the ball. I mean, I guess you could say I did. I was his host when he came on his official visit. And, you know, in uh, kind of what's ironic is when I actually hit the portal, he hit me up a uh, year previously and just asked how the portal worked and, you know, just came full circle. And now we're on the same team. So. That's interesting. So yeah. you, did you just, Chris, just out of the blue? Yeah. So, like, I was thinking about hitting the portal, like, last year. But, you know, I didn't make that decision. So I ended up staying at State. And I hit up, I hit up Fur, like, yo, like, how to transfer portal and stuff going. Because, like, when I seen his Instagram page and stuff, I seen, like, oh, this dude could ball. Like, I just want to see what it's like for him and stuff. So he told me. Then next thing you know, boom, fifth game in the season, I'm in the portal. And I didn't even know he was here. So then, like, when, when I was talking to Lefty and stuff, I just kept hearing Ferg, and then it was like, yeah, we got this corner Ferg. I'm like, who's Ferg? Go on Instagram, I'm like, dang, we just talked, like, a whole <laughs> year ago. And we came up here, and boom. And you just connected when just you connected came like on a visit? Yes, yeah. sir. Um, you know, Chris, you graduated from Georgia State. We talked about that. Uh, kind of interesting, because Georgia State played at Turner Field. That was their home home stadium. What was that like playing in a venue that, I guess, hosted the Olympics, but yeah. also was a Major League Baseball stadium that's been retrofitted for football? Yeah, um, it was a great experience. Like, Because when I first actually got there, uh, the first year, my freshman year, was the first year that we actually played in the stadium. And, like, all I could say, it was just a, it was a great experience. Like, I took it all in for what it was. And What'd you, what, what was your degree in? Uh, sociology. Sociology. And then uh, Davon from Kansas, what would you get? Um, communications. Communications. And so uh, I guess now that you're here at Bowling Green, both of you, what, what's your, what master work are you doing? Um, for me, I'm a major in psychology with a minor in sociology. Nice. Yeah, so I'm not doing a master's program. I'm just taking classes like in the psychology. 
graduate like yeah. level type classes. Okay, um, you know this is uh, you know, Dave on come come back to you. You know you were having a monster season last year. Um, Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> before the injury, I mean, just if we go through some of the stats, uh, you know, at the time of the injury, you're the only player in the nation with 60 plus tackles, two plus sacks, four plus pass defended. Uh, and you were number one in the MAC and 14th in the nation with uh, 5.6 solo tackles. Uh, I guess the question is, um, you know, I remember seeing you lifting players up and coaching young players after you were hurt. You know, how did walking through that feel like you made you a better player, maybe even a better leader? Um, personally, I feel as though the injury per se, it just made me sit back and realize, okay, it's more to the game than just the physical aspect of being on the field and stuff like that. You know, being around the teammates and, and me being the type of player I am, I like to do it. I like to, you know, uplift guys through my play and allow them to see, okay, this is what you can do on the field. But transitioning from, you know, somebody who had to become more vocal off the field and being as though I can't perform on the field right now, I just say the injury helped me, you know, see the potential in other people and see and help me coach in the sense of, you know, just getting players the way they want to be and help them out on a daily basis. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, you know, Chris. Um, now that you've been here a couple months, you know what's what's been the Bowling Green experience for you? Like, how's spring practice going? And just to, you know, I guess bring us up to speed on just kind of learning the the playbook and yeah. uh, getting um, getting to know some of the guys and the coaches. Man, it's been real good. I'm just getting acclimated to the system and stuff. I'm I'm learning the playbook real well. I got guys like Devon, Jordan Anderson helping me as well. Um, it's it's a great it's a great team. It's like we like brothers. They welcome me in with open arms. The coaching staff is, is kept their word so far since I came in, um, and I'm just I'm just looking forward to get on the field with these guys in the fall. So, and uh, you know what have you seen? Because Davon, you're still kind of working your way back. Um, you know this spring kind of being in that role. I mean, you've been through enough spring practices <laughs> in your life. Uh, Kind of, you know, what have you taken away, I guess, just from, you know, your role this spring before you actually go full tilt? Uh, for me, uh, I've just, you know, kind of been that, that second coach and the help out coach, you know, with the defensive backs. And, you know, you know, for players, me being a player's player, I guess to say, you know, you gravitate to more to, to, player, to, to players who actually know what they're doing. And I feel as though we have that camaraderie on the team. You know, players gravitate towards me, you know, just try to see what I see on the field, and you know. So I guess I'm kind of just that second ear, you know, to help out Coach Lou as well as, you know, even the players on the field. Cool. You know, you talk about, you know, teammates. I, you know, this is just going to be a random question about knowing teammates, especially as you defensive players. I was kind of going through some stuff, and I found this kind of interesting. Um, do either of you know Demetrius Hardiman's middle name? Apocalypse. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. He actually has two middle names, though. It's Demetrius Emmanuel Apocalypse Hardiman. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know that? No. I mean, for, for a guy coming off the edge, I mean, the apocalypse is coming, right? Yeah, that's yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually, the, the funny thing you said that because I call Meech by his full name every time I see him. So <laughs> that's how I know that. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, let's see. Go, you know, moving on, just. Uh, just like, what are some things that people might not know about you, 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 Davon or Chris? We'll start with Chris. Like, I mean, you're kind of new here, so it's uh, you're going to know everybody. But uh, yeah. some oh. people that might not even, you know, 
know you on the team. You know, those offensive guys sometimes are you know away right. <laughs> away from the defensive guys. But right. what, what's something about Chris Bacon that people don't know? Um, something about Chris Bacon people might not know is like I recently started up my own clothing brand um, called Paparai. It means not the same in French, and I really came up with this this idea during the pandemic. Um, I kind of was just sitting around, and I was thinking to myself, like, I know one day I want to be an entrepreneur and stuff, so I kind of just brainstormed a little bit, and literally when I woke up, I was just like on some, let me type in the word not the same or different in different languages, and so I'm just scrolling and scrolling, and then boom, I see papara. Of course, I do my research and stuff to see, like, does this word actually mean this? So I, I did that. And from there, I went on, got my LLC. And then, like, a year a year from there, I got made my first purchase. And now I'm selling products and merchandise. Did you know that, Davon? I did. I did. I actually support his brand, you know, just trying to help, help him out yeah. and, you know, propel him the way he want to go. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, Real Chris. Dude, man. Yeah, Real dude. that's great. Um, you know, it's, it's so funny because I this is probably gonna be the you know the lamest question, but uh, we were talking about names just before. Chris, do you have a middle name? Nah, well, I have a middle name, but it's not a P. It's not a P. I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it's not a P. I know you kind of you know you have obviously bacon in your emojis in your you know social media thing. You yeah. kind of play into it. I think it's a cool name. I don't know if you like bacon, but yeah. Uh, so like it's it's crazy because like commentators would usually say a lot of things dealing with my uh, name like crispy bacon on the tackle, <laughs> bacon has this place sizzling like <laughs> stuff like that. So what's the yeah. best one? I was gonna say like I was, I was curious like there's probably some lame ones, but like what's been your favorite one that you've kind of heard? I ain't gonna lie when I when I had caught a pick six versus App State and like the commentator was like the sizzling he was like. Bacon has this place sizzling tonight. Like, that probably was the hardest one I heard, probably. I don't know about Corny. I don't know. Corny, probably if they crispy bacon. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. probably, yeah. probably Do you like bacon? Yeah, I eat bacon. What's your favorite type of bacon? Uh, I've been trying to stay away from the pork, so. Yeah, I know. It's 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 yeah. not good to eat a whole lot of bacon. Yeah. yeah. Turkey bacon. Turkey always. bacon. Turkey bacon. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, Davon, what do people not know about you? Mm-hmm. One thing people don't know about me is I've been skateboarding, skateboarding since I was like 10 years old. Really? Yes. I don't know how to do tricks, but as far as, you know, transportation, like if yeah. I wanted to actually skateboard, I could skateboard. You Tony Hawk fan? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I used to have all the Tony Hawk underground games. Like, that's another <laughs> thing. I'm a, I, like, I'm a big gamer. Like, I like, yeah. I like, I'm a Call of Duty guy, 2K man, you know, a little bit of Fortnite here and there back in the day, but... Yeah, I've, that's one thing. I've been skateboarding since I was like 10 years old. That's really cool. You know, so, if you, fun, the fun fact is I'm from Carlsbad, California, which is also the home of Tony Hawk. Right. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I was once, you know, it's, have you ever followed him on Twitter? Mm-hmm. He's hilarious because he sit there and... And it's just dry humor. And yeah. He, he's, and people he's just that, him. People that recognize him, it's like, you know, he's like checking into a doctor's appointment. Anthony Hawk, oh... Are you related to Tony Hawk? Yeah, we're related. You know, just things <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. But it's like I had my own story because I was at a Panera in Carlsbad when, you know, this is like 10, 15, or 15, 20 years ago. And I was like, ah, it's Tony Hawk, you know. And I, in my inner monologue, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm not making a big deal about it. But he's looking at me like, you know, in my mind, it was like, dude, that's Vincent Bradis. And there's no way that he was saying that. Right. But, you know, yeah. it was like every time he has this 
tweet about someone recognizing him, I'd just die laughing. No, definitely. I've always, like like I said, since a kid, I've had all the Tony Hawk Underground games, even on the PSP, the Xbox. So I, d- I wanted to be a skater. <laughs> it's so. crazy. I was on that skateboard way for a little bit, too. Yeah. Now. yeah. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I was trying to hit them ramps and do all that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm just a transportation guy. <laughs> did, you, did you ever play the game so much that you're, like, be driving somewhere and be like, dude, I could grind that, you know? Like, oh, def- on the rail? definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I was upset when, when he kind of stopped making the games, honestly. Yeah, those, those were fun games. Yeah, that and Skate. You know, you had the game Skate on the Xbox 360 when that came out, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm big, kind of a big skater guy, I guess. <laughs> That's cool. That's you know, did you did you know that? No, I didn't about know Davon, that. Chris? I didn't know that. See, like we're we're learning about each other. This is this is great stuff. Yeah. You should get with Austin Osborne, Davon. Get some you know some vans. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, no, no funnies. I actually had like a, a plethora of vans for a long time. Did you? But, but then I just like started hurting my feet because they're real flat. Yeah, so I just, gave him, just gave them to my little brother. I wore uh, some slip-ons once and walked around New York City, and it felt like I was walking on cardboard. Yeah, I had one pair of vans. After that, I was like, I can't do these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you get, as athletes, you have to take care of your feet. So, and yeah. It's interesting how they, they board in those things because uh, just walking can, is not, you know, for long periods of time. Is yeah, not. I think they were just meant for skating, I guess. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, appreciate your time. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in, get into know both uh, you Davon and Chris uh, maybe have some fun some fun questions and uh, talk a little bit uh, more about uh, Bowling Green's trip to the Rose Bowl uh, on September 3rd to play UCLA so we'll be back in 30 seconds BGSU football season tickets are on sale now. Every Falcon game is a must-see, including BGSU's 100th homecoming versus Marshall. Call 877-BGSU-TICKET or visit bgsufalcons.com to reserve your digital tickets today. Season tickets start at just $60. Falcon football, fly with us. Welcome back to the Fly With Us podcast. We have safety Chris Bacon and cornerback Davon Ferguson on the show. Um, We're just going to get into it. Um, we've been talking food and some of these different uh, segments. And Dave, I'm going to start with you. As a Maryland native, crab cakes and football, is that what Maryland does? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Every Sunday, you know, uh, some things, you know, my friends who are back home, like, do you know, Sundays, they go into a place called the Hazelwood Inn. And they go and go get them some honey, uh, honey obey wings and watch the football game. And then, you know, you got... Crabs, of course, you know, Maryland is the home of the crab, and, you know, nice Saturdays, nice weekends, you know, you just get the picnic out and put the table out, put your newspaper down and go eat some crabs, enjoy some time with the family, so definitely, Mer- crabs and football are, like, hand-in-hand in Maryland. Yeah, I, I can relate, just living in Virginia for 15 years and spending a lot of time in that mid-Atlantic region up there, um, some of the best crab cakes I ever had were in Baltimore, and ironically, they were in the Ravens press box. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I was born in Baltimore. Where were you born in Baltimore? Yeah, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. What so, hospital? Uh, I can't remember the name. Name the hospital. It was, you got Hopkins. You got Mercy. Mercy. Oh okay. God, I was okay. born in Mercy Hospital. Where were you born? I was David? born in Hopkins. Okay. Okay. I was born in Mercy. We moved. My mom moved to Atlanta when I was uh, like two years old. Okay. So yeah, I claim Atlanta. But I was born in Baltimore. That's kind, of, kind of the Todd Gurley vibe. Cause Todd Gurley from Baltimore. Yeah. He had moved when he was like, you know, eight or something like that when he was younger. So, yeah, there's definitely some good, good, good eats in Maryland. Um, 
especially in Baltimore. I know, uh, I mean, uh, Italian-wise, a lot at Sabatino's downtown on Fawn Street. They had some pretty good. If anybody's listening to this, you have to go to Valentino's. Valentino, where's Valentino's? Valentino's on Hoffa Road. You okay. Have to go to Valentino's, or you have to go to Taste This. Taste this. Taste this. Stuffed salmon over the bed of rice with the with the mac and cheese and yams. I promise Ooh. you, you'll never. <laughs> for real, for real, you'll never go wrong. What's that place off the Inner Harbor that's like back behind like the? There was a seafood place back there. Um, Moe's. Moe's might Mo's, have been Moe's. Moe's seafood is the one I can think of off the top of my head. Right okay. Now. Most seafood as well is the best, one of the best seafood places in Maryland as well. I can keep going on and on, but... <laughs> you know, Marylanders, and I don't know if you fall into this, love the state flag. You know, is there an explanation behind that? Like, everywhere you go, it's it's everywhere in Maryland. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure on why, the, you know, the state flag is, you know, such a big symbol, but, I mean, it's very unique to, you know, just in general to our state, as well as, I mean, the Star Spangled Banner was... Yeah. Was was made in Maryland, you know, after the, fort, um, the fight of Fort McHenry, you know, stuff like that. So, I guess just the symbolism that it brings from, you know, overcoming a lot of... Because if you think about it, in that DMV area, it was a lot of wars and mm-hmm. battles taking place. So, I guess just our, our state flag symbolized, you know, something major for, for people. So, I guess that's probably the big reason that it's everywhere, wherever you go. I think that's a great insight, you know. Yeah. Um, Different people. I've asked that question to different people in Maryland. That's probably the best answer I've gotten. But it, it there is a lot of history. I know Fort McHenry yeah. There's always one that I wanted to go. Yeah. Take a look at. They have like a buoy out there, out there in the yeah. I've actually, when I was a kid, my my dad put put me and my brother in summer camp. And one one thing was we got, was able to get on a boat and you know go past Fort McHenry and see like oh this where you know they had the cannon shooting out of you know stuff like that. that was a very great experience and you know. The history, like I said, the history in Maryland is is actually very major because you know we're that state. Like we're in, we're a southern state, but it's really close to all the northern border states. And you know Maryland was kind of a big for slavery against slavery, so it's kind of you know a big big thing in Maryland. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much history back you know back there. I mean, I know from living there, just going yeah, through there. Right. And, uh, have you seen the flag at the Smithsonian? The, uh, for that that flew over Fort McHenry. I haven't. I haven't. I have it, not. It's pretty cool. It's because it's so tattered and torn. Yeah. It's like under dark lights and everything. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get to Hotlanta yeah. next. Um, I've obviously spent a lot. I've spent a lot of time in Baltimore and Atlanta. So you know, I feel like I you know, I'm not you know a resident obviously, but uh, I can appreciate each of your hometowns with everything they have to offer. Uh, people are always told they have to go to this place, and I'm gonna ask. You, Chris, the varsity, is it tired or is it wired? Man, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't a big varsity fan. <laughs> I'm not. Like you come to the you come to the A, I'm gonna tell you, hey, we gotta hit this wing spot. Yeah. Like American Deli, Atlanta best wings, like big on wings. I'm hanging with Chris, I can tell you that. Hey, I'm definitely a big wing guy, so I might have to come down to Atlanta. Because <laughs> I I've had the varsity a couple times and I'm you know, it's all right, you know, but yeah. uh, I don't wanna, you know, Trump anyone's you know right or yeah you know lo- love for it but I, I was just curious you know from someone from Atlanta kind of yeah I mean it's in the city so like I ain't gonna say like it's not like it's it's a other places where you can go and get a milkshake and yeah. burger and hot dogs and stuff like that Shake Shack but, yeah Shake Shack <laughs> definitely like so okay so now and this is sad for me um 
obviously working in, in this industry, I've been in Atlanta a lot, you know, whether it was Peach Bowl playing Georgia Tech and we would always stay downtown. I was sad to hear that Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles closed. I don't know if that's a place you ever went to. I used to go there all the time when I was young. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, like that was, I think my mom took me there. Like, the first time I went there, I was probably like 12 or 13. But, like, it's no, I haven't had nothing else like it since, though. But, you know, it's been a lot of, like, brunch spots to open up in Atlanta now. So, I mean, you still get your chicken and waffles yeah. if you want it for yeah. real. So. I can't remember. Was that was that a pandemic casualty? Yeah. So um, honestly, I can't really tell you. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I it's been. Yeah, but I remember enjoying going there because we we always stayed not too not too far away. Yeah. Um. Kind of moving on. I think big opener UCLA trip to the Rose Bowl. Um. I don't know. If, I know. Davon, you actually people might not know this. You started college in California. I did at Hartnell College in Salinas. I did, which I did. is in the north. You know, it's a little different in you know Southern California. Oops, um, so you've been to California. I don't. Know, have you ever been to California? No, I've never been to Cali before. So what? What are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, growing up, you, you see the Rose Bowl. I know you probably seen games of UCLA play there as well during the regular season. Uh, what's it feel like, especially for both of you? It's your last college season to open it up at such a place as historic as the Rose Bowl. Uh, for me personally, I just feel as though it's a stepping stone to get to where I want to go. Honestly, you know, UCLA is a Power Five school. You know, they got a good quarterback, good offense. You know, good head coach. And you know, in the Pac-12, they got a lot of eyes on them. Being as though you know, Chip Kelly just got a new, new, you know, new contract. And then for us, being at BG, you know, being able to fly out there and really put on. For the Mac in general, this is a big stepping stone to me, you know, a big eye opener and a blessing in disguise. Not even in disguise, it's a blessing period just to be able to put that helmet on and do it at a high level. Right, and, and just to talk what he's saying, like, just for us being able to go up there and just showcase our skills and show that just because we G5 don't mean that we can't compete with P5. Like, last year, Minnesota, like, they probably was thinking – Oh, we gonna beat up on Bowling Green? No, nah, it's not like that. We, it's not sweet. <laughs> right. We we athletes just like y'all, so we coming there to compete and show y'all what we can do. Like, and then also like I think it's I think, I think it's just going to be a continued building block for for years to come when we showcase what we can do at at a UCLA and just for you know recruiting classes and seeing like hey you can do it from a Mac school. Like you don't have to always, you know, look for the best and the glitz and glamour. You know, it's real football players wherever you go. And right. I just want to be able to prove that with my play as well as, you know, bringing the team along. And I know everybody's going to want to do the same exact thing. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we talk, obviously, it's the first game of the year. So you're always looking at the first game of the year because that's the next one on the schedule. Uh, you know, Bowling Green is doing a uh, land-only package for fans to come out there and um, experience kind of, LA, you know, the the game, some different things like that, and, and be at the Rose Bowl. What would that mean just to have, you know, the fan support of just trying to paint that stadium as you know much orange and brown as possible? That would that would mean a tremendous like it would just it would be, mean it would a be lot. yeah, a lot. Like it's just the, the support. That'll make us go harder just to know that we got our city behind us while we out there performing. Like we need everybody <laughs> out there. We need everybody. So. And kind of the same thing with Chris said. Like, we know that we have the support of people in L.A. 
we 100% know we'll have the support when we're back in our home stadium. And that'll make us want to play hard and knowing that we have the backing of the whole Bowling Green, Ohio. And that means a lot, you know, when you know that your team and your fans are really there supporting you. Because, I mean, we, we know Bowling Green hasn't, for the past couple of previous years, haven't had, you know, the most winning this record. But people still come out. You know, we even had a homecoming week, almost a sold-out crowd. So, like, being able to see, see that people actually, even though for the past couple of years that haven't been winning, people are still there to support. And our real, you know, Bowling Green fans means a lot to me, personally. Us, period. Yeah. You know, those are great points, Davon. You know, you've been here almost a year. Um, you know, you've seen the progress the team, you know, has made just, you know, from even just last year to, to this year. Um, you know, where do you see this this next step, you know, for... Mac, Mac Chipper bus. I'm, that's every, I think that's everybody's goal. If you talk to anybody on the team, they'll probably give you the same exact answer. We we've done we've we've been doing the leg work last year. You know we had a bunch of up and downs. You know we was a play here away, a play there away. You know see season last year we could have easily been a six win team. You know we lost a couple couple of one possession games that we just weren't we just didn't have that extra step and that extra ump to pull it through. And I feel as though. This past offseason and this spring ball, everybody has been doing what they need to do to prove that we have everything in the makings to be a MAC championship team. That's great. And uh, I guess we'll just close. We got um, the spring game coming up on April 23rd. Uh, open to the public at Doit Perry Stadium. Obviously, weather permitting that it happens there. But um, I guess just uh, a plug, you know, to get fans out there to kind of come support you all in the spring, just how, how what it would mean to you just to see their 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 faces and to see them, you know, wearing their BG colors up up at Doy Perry Stadium. And I mean, shoot, we just want to see y'all come out support. We want to show y'all what y'all are looking forward to come the fall. Um, we got a lot a lot of good things in place, man. So just be there, eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What Chris said, it's just going to be a sneak preview of what y'all going to be seeing a lot of for the next, you know, next season. And it's going to be a very tremendous season. I, I definitely think the sky's the limit for us. And we only going to go as far as we want to go. And if we want to go to the championship, I think that's 100% possible. That's awesome. I appreciate your time stopping by the Fly With Us podcast. Uh, love chatting with you both. And uh, I can't wait to see you both out on the field. Uh, and uh, hanging out with you during this upcoming season. So appreciate your time and best of luck. Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you, Vince. Ziggy. Ziggy. Zumba. <laughs>